Thank you for listening to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Sign up to our Patreon to receive bonus content, live streams and our weekly newsletter with money off books and museum visits as well. Plus early access to all live show tickets. That's patreon.com slash we have ways. At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray strandum wing chair was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. The most exciting part of a vacation stay at a home rental? Easy. It's being greeted upon arrival with a rusted lockbox affixed to the underside of a stranger's condo. Yeah, you simply twist knobs, click gears, jiggle it, and then rip it off its moorings, and voila! Your prize is a key to a questionable home rental and maybe tetanus. When you just want to get your vacation started by actually getting into your room, it matters where you stay. At Hilton, we deliver your key right to your phone on the Hilton Honors app. Hilton for the stay. Hello there, this is the final of our We Have Ways from Arnhem, episode 9, day 9, September the 25th, 1944, is what we're here to talk about. And we're by the river, aren't we, James? Yeah, it's a beautiful afternoon, isn't it? And what Glorious. a lovely countryside around yeah. here. I mean, we've got we've got the, the upper Rhine here, it's pretty wide. What would you say that's about... Ooh, 7,500 yards across, isn't it? Yeah, Something yeah like it's that. 100 metres, and it's a big, fast-flowing trade river, so yep. I wouldn't want to swim it. No, I wouldn't, but people do. We're standing by a memorial here, and uh, and it says this memorial has been erected in the year 2003 and unveiled by Sergeant MJ Potter, one of those who did uh, go across here. Today's youth swim across again to honour and commemorate this act. May this be a sign of everlasting friendship. Well, absolutely. Well, why not? But, but we're looking back now, and, and one of the things driving down here, Al, was I was really struck by, actually, you're on quite a bit of high ground yep. uh, on the perimeter. We're looking yep. back at the perimeter. We're looking at Oosterbeek um, Church. The old church at the bottom the of the bottom right-hand the bottom. corner, yeah. Lots of woods. Yep. Uh, we can see a tower about, oh, I suppose, what's that, three-quarters of a mile away? Yeah, mile which is away. where the Hevedorp Ferry is. Yes, or was. But it's all wooded, there's little buildings and stuff, but yeah. but it's only about whew, a third of a mile, isn't it? The the width of the perimeter. Yeah. Something yeah, I mean, like that. And goes maybe, back maybe a mile. Maybe half a mile. But you know, half it's, a mile. it's it's next to nothing. And and we're on the flat polder, the floodplain of the river, of yeah. the river Rhine here. There's now our, now a big high maize field growing, yeah. but probably wouldn't have been back in the day. And to our right, so to to the to the east is the railway bridge, yes. which of course was blown on the first day. Yeah. When two power got there, because this is the route two power came through along the bottom here, because they were, they were uh, uh, sent to take the railway bridge and then the road bridge. So they had, lot, they had uh, lots. And, of and the tiger route was just along here yeah. as well, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right though. There's high ground. It's not the. I mean, it's not the worst defensive position in the world. No. Because there's high ground. There's this by the used to be by the old church here. There's a corner that if you're sending tanks, you've you've got to come around the corner. Um. So so you're you're vulnerable if you're sending an armoured vehicle unless you're very well. Infiltrated with the yeah, infantry. Yeah, for the most part, you yeah. know, uh, any vehicle, whether it's tracked yeah. or otherwise, yeah. is going to use the main arteries, yeah. i.e., roads, tracks, yeah. and lanes and stuff. But, but so this patch here, and the thing is, looking at the map, I had it in my head that this was bigger. But this patch is the this is the evacuation route, 
for the night of the 25th, when, like a collapsing bag, as Urquhart called it, it modelled on the evacuation at Gallipoli. I mean, we love a good evacuation. They, they left people firing guns, they left wounded firing guns, they left the medics up, and then they, they came down to the river and were ferried out. And you'd already had an attempt to bring the poles over when the poles landed yep. at night, and some poles got the across. The poles were just a little bit further along. Yeah, they're they? down in Drill, basically to the south of us. And then the, once 30 Corps get here, the Dorsets, they send a company of Dorsets over the river. Yep. As a, from 43rd West. Yeah, yeah from 43rd West, arguably as a kind of like, look, we, will, we could try and save you, we're, at least we've made an effort, before they, before they decide to pull the plug on the whole thing. Yep. And there's a lot of discussion on the... On the you, you get this, this, this very odd set of messages go back and forth from Urquhart to Browning. At one point, Browning writes to Urquhart, and, and the, he signs off by saying, um, I, I myself am in fine fettle, you know, and he's really not paying attention not grasp what's happening. I'm in fine fettle. The, I'm in, uh, engaged by, by the enemy 8,000 yards to my south. Um, but uh, nothing to worry me. And you think, you absolute... Nova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is... 8,000 yards, it's, that's it's, kind of four miles. Exactly. Miles. It's the Alamo here, you know, yeah. uh, uh, and Zulu all rolled into one. It's like, it's Zulamo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, a, and a desperate last stand going on here for him to... I mean, you know, but we, we could talk about Browning another time. Hope you're all right. I'm really well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hope you're fine. I hope this, is, I hope this uh, radio message finds you well. That's what it is, isn't it? But they put string up. They put string up and lines of string, parachute cord. Yep. As guide ropes to come down here. Yeah. They, they tore up fabric and put it over their boots. And a Just lot of how men, they did, got out of the labyrinth yeah. exactly all those years they, ago. Exactly. And they came down to the riverbank and a lot of men stripped off because they realised immediately that, that they'd sink if they were wearing kit swam the river and the Germans had machine guns on lines that every now and again would strafe the, yep. the, the they figured out what was figured out something was up and there'd been something every night so they were you know they were probably going to try and cause harass whatever's happening on the riverbank fired machine guns on them and they got I mean it's disputed the figure how many oh, I think it's about 1700 mega but I'm pro- I might be wrong I don't know yep. but, but 1700 out of a Division of ten and a half thousand plus uh, Polish it's, brigade. It's, that's not great. It's it's, it's diabolical, isn't it's, it? You know, eight thousand men yep. casualties. That's a lot. And one of the things I think is really interesting is that Urquhart comes out. He 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 escapes. And you you is that what you'd do, or do you stay with your stay with the wounded? And you do you go, sink with the Titanic? Do you sink with the Titanic, or do you do you bugger off? And he I don't know. Off. I don't think there's much. I, personally, I don't think there's much benefit of of having generals being captured. No. no. He'd have been paraded about. And He'd have been paraded around and grilled and yeah. all the rest of it. And, I, he's too, you know, limit to what he's going to say, but but there's a sort of, you know, I, I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's right that he should get himself out yeah. personally. And then he goes to see Browning in Nijmegen, who keeps him waiting for two and a half hours in the middle of the night, comes out absolutely immaculate in his custom-made uniform that's tailored-made for him, his boots super shiny, and says, you've done awfully well. I just want to tell you what marvellous job you've done. And Urka in his book, says, that meeting was entirely inadequate. That's all. That's that's what he says about it, and you think, you know, there's all this stiff Browning up. Browning doesn't come out well. No, Browning does comes he? out badly. And there's you know, one book. Uh, uh, yeah, go on. Sorry. Well, there's that one book, the William Buckingham book, which is which is worth a read if people have read that. Where at the end he sort of describes Browning as like an Alistair MacLean villain, like if he's like the turncoat in a Where Eagles Dare style thing, like doing everything he can to screw this up yeah. malevolently. I mean, it, obviously he wasn't, but. He well, you've been, reading, well. you've been reading this new biography of him, and yeah, and um, you know, I'm just sort of staggered that he goes into battle with three teddy bears. I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> sort of charmingly eccentric or just complete dickhead. <laughs> I, I, 
Well, what, you know, in the end, what's the difference? <laughs> These are questions of taste, aren't they? <laughs> I suppose so. But, but what's ext- I mean, what is extraordinary? This is another one of these things that we, we, we keep having happen to us coming to this site, is how, how small it all is. This is, this is desperate, shit's great disaster, isn't it? Yeah. How narrow this is. And that you, they, you know, they basically hold on for the last five days of the battle in the perimeter. And it, and it, I mean, you know. You can imagine it, though, can't you? You know, it's night time. Yep. It's the 25th of September. It's dark. I mean, there's not much moon at this point. No. I mean, there was, uh, was no moon at all on the 17th. Yep. One of the reasons why they couldn't go at night, yeah. drop at night. Yeah. You know, very, very dark. You can imagine feeling your way through the tape. I mean, you know, sense of sort of, uh, I suppose, sort of... Uh, desperation kind of sense of failure that you've kind of haven't achieved what you're supposed yeah. to but kind of hope that you're going to get out of this mess yep um really conflicting emotions well and, and leaving people behind and leaving people behind and leaving your mates your dead yeah. mates and stuff and and you know you're out and, and they're still there and and the wounded and so on you you would just such a a kind of hmm. an amazing mixture of emotions yeah. must be running through you and then to get here and to cross the rhine at, at at, yeah. at night, you know, in a in a major river, and you haven't slept for days. You haven't eaten much. You haven't eaten much. You're, you're completely wired, fried. I mean, the th- and the, I think the other thing that that's notable here with the geography is, yeah, we can see the railway bridge over there. I can't see the road bridge from here, right? From Ustabik, from this part of Ustabik, and the drop zones are to our yep to our west, even f- even further away, yep. and it really. It really like, and I know why they did, why they picked where they picked, and why why they did it, and what the reasons were. But it just seems so sort of probably just a bridge too far, really. Oh God! <laughs> I was going to say it's bananas, but there you go. Yeah, so definitely. I think they're going a bridge too far, absolutely. Um, Huge yeah. dispute has ever anyone ever said that? Of course. Of course. But, there we go. but I was just thinking that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. You know. I mean, you know, when you think about Market Garden, I mean, the thing that I find just so incredible about it, there's so many things that work against it. Yep. There's so much that could go wrong. Yeah. Um, what is amazing is that the fourth Dorsets, who are from 30 Corps, do actually cross this river and yeah. actually make it here. 75 I mean, of them it, get into it, the perimeter. It, it's yep. sort of, it's actually almost works. Yep. And the fourth Dorsets, I should just say, you know, I've always been interested in them and I kind of followed their fortunes in Normandy. You know, these were the guys that were on Hill 112. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely amazing. Here they are, you know, month later, after their kind of turmoil in July 1944, yeah. a couple of months later, here they are kind of crossing the lower Rhine. You well, know, that's the upper Rhine, rather. I mean, that's the thing, that's the thing, always the thing to remember here is, is yes, First Airborne are, are, are new to the war in Western Europe. Everyone else isn't. And there's the, there's the famous apocryphal tale of the paratrooper who's swum the Rhine and he takes the guardsman, you know, sees the guardsman and goes, where the fucking hell have you been? And the guardsman says, where the fucking hell have you been? I've been here since June. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of... Put that in your pipe. Yeah, and... kind of sums it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's you know, the, the criticisms have been many, and I guess to a large extent that they are justified. I mean, I yeah. remember when we were first talking about the setup of it, though, and we were talking about Linnet and Comet yeah. and all the rest of it. I mean... You still can't get away from the fact that you have got the first Allied Airborne yeah. Army. You know, you've got an army of airborne yeah, troops. Yeah. And what are you going to do with them? You know, these yeah. are all, you know, highly trained, uh, um, highly disciplined, um, expensive, motivated, expensive. and expensive to train troops. And you've got to flipping use them. And and if it if it had worked, 
you know, you can't play counterfactuals and what ifs and stuff. No. But but they really did genuinely think they it might hasten the end of the war and they might the war yeah. might be over by Christmas. And that's got to be worth the punt. Yeah. The the problem with it is is there's just so many assumptions. There's so many. You know, it's, it, and it's the whole thing about the intelligence picture. I mean, we all know that kind of Brian Urquhart's memories is kind of slightly faulty. That Cornelius yeah. line yeah. overcooks that. That a Spitfire didn't yeah. fly over. There's no yeah. record of that yeah. or anything like that. Actually, they had a pretty good intelligence picture. No one was denying it. It's yeah. just it's it's just the processing of that intelligence yep. that's faulty. It's not yep. the gathering of it, and that is a fundamental flaw. And and you sort of see victory fever yeah. taking hold, don't you? But, you know, they sense that you know they've had the enemy on the run. But why, kind of, but they've why, achieved but you, so much. Wouldn't you have? No, absolutely. Uh, I, in, my point is, I, I suppose yeah. I'm being sort of broadly sympathetic to the yeah. whole conceit because yeah. I think. You know, there's so many factors that are driving in it, the sort of political factors yeah. that are involved, which are always going to be involved by this stage of the war and always involved when you're in a kind of, you know, big, important coalition where the yeah. balance of, of power within that coalition is, is, is starting to shift quite substantially. Yeah. You know, so all those political considerations are also going to come into play as well. Um, so you can sort of see how it evolves. You can see how the decision's made. I mean, I don't think you can look at Eisenhower or Monty or any of these guys and sort of go, oh, that was just a totally stupid, moronic no. decision. You can understand the decision-making process, why Market Garden happened. But you can't get away from the fact that it is deeply flawed on so many levels. Yeah, and and that the, uh, every error impacts and compounds... Every other another error. So yeah, they yeah. just they just sort of it's a, it's a it's a sort of stacking yeah, of yeah, errors, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Which leads up to one big mountain of yeah. erroneous yeah. decision making. And then you and then of course you get into the argument. Well, they should have taken the Scheldt. This was a waste of time. Uh, but if they but if, if, they, if they wouldn't if have had this, to worry about this, the Scheldt if, if you've this got this one easy. Succeeded, you wouldn't have had to worry about the Scheldt. Exactly. So that's like a that's a what if or or a shoulda woulda coulda that that kind of yeah fine. But they did think this was going to work. They did. They didn't do this thinking it was going to misfire. I think they work. thought it was going to be a, a tall order, didn't yeah. they? I mean, I think they they thought it was inherent with risk, yeah. but but it was one worth taking because the of ferry. the circumstances. There's the ferry crossing the river. Oh, look at that! If only the poles had known about the ferry. I thought the ferry was sunk. It was sunk. I mean, that's obviously a new one, James. <laughs> 75 no, I mean years ago, mate. <laughs> I mean the poles. It was sunk by the time the poles got here. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunk early on. So they couldn't have used it. And there's that little bit of high ground there, of course. And uh, Urka gets a lot of criticism for not deploying on the high ground. But, but like, he, he, it's quite know, a long way away. It's quite a long way away. And also, he wasn't making any, like, it wasn't he was going, right, my master plan from now on. It was like, oh, God, they're coming at us from the north, south, east, and west. Where do we put people? How do we best arrange this? Everyone dig in, hold on. And stick it out, and and you know he sometimes he moved the independent company down from the northwest of the of the pocket uh, of the perimeter down to the middle by the Shornod. You know he, he did do it, he re rearranged the furniture a bit, but you know it was it wasn't like they were, these were battle winning decisions. Yep. The I, other thing, of course, is is that it's it's not as though the Allies have the monopoly of poor decision making yeah, either, yeah. because. I mean, the, it doesn't matter which way you look at it. Um, the decision of Modal not to blow the bridge at Nijmegen is, is, you know, seriously questionable, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, I understand why, because it looks defeatist, and once you've blown it up, you know, and all the yeah. rest of it. But the moment that's blown, whole thing's it's over. It's good night, Charlie, yeah, for yeah. Market Garden. And they blow enough. They blow enough bridges sat further south. Yeah, well, Zon and everything. Yeah, yeah. Hundred first have the lot, lots to deal with in those terms, but and. Uh, but to not blow up is very it is really peculiar. And you think of being those first tanks going over it thinking, surely they're gonna they're gonna blow this up now. Yeah. Surely, yeah. surely Any I'm second. toast. Peter Carrington. Well yeah, and you know nervous. someone the other day tweeted me, my grandfather was at Arnhem, Peter Carrington's a coward. And and, and you think, well what? Well if you want, 
right? But but he still had to drive over that bridge that might blow up at any minute. You know, because it's the thing of they get to they get across the bridge and they don't push on and and they wait because they had they well, had no the artillery. The reason why they don't is they don't have any artillery. They've yeah. got no yeah. infantry support. Yeah. It's not what the job that they're no. they do. And they've got a single track around yeah. uh, across which they have no idea what the strength yeah. of the enemy is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's an entirely Look, reasonable decision at the time. I know. I know, but I'm, right, just, I'm, I'm feeling indignant about no, that. No, fair enough. Because if we, I, I read it and I thought I'm not going, that's one of those. Don't rise on, to it. Don't rise. I to didn't it. rise to it. I just let that one go. Because because although if you are here and you aren't relieved by thirty core, and the, you might think they should have got their finger out. You know, there's the Frost famously said it, he always thought if Patton had been coming up Hell's Highway, they'd have got here. They'd have done it. He'd have done it, and held Patton in this sort of uh, high regard. And but you know, that's like regimental one British regiment going another British regiment you know that's kind of normal yeah 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 and, and certainly the airborne forces and the, and the, have always been yeah slagging each other off yeah, they? yeah 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 well we were in a pub last night and they rapidly turned on each other the Paris we met <laughs> some signalman then you know and he ran into being a signalman and not an infantryman and you know so while we supped our extremely strong Dutch beer which I've been suffering from today but anyway <laughs> we, I think we can wrap this up. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, week and a bit of Market Garden podcasting. Um, you can hear the railway line in the Well, background. it's certainly been absolutely fascinating to be here, hasn't it? And yeah. walking the ground yeah. and seeing it and seeing the sense of scale, which is something you just don't get from a photograph yeah. or a map. Or, no. And you, you know. can you, I mean, you know normally like the back of your hand. Yeah. You compare this to the divisional area that the that, that Six Airborne held, mm. the, the, the ridge around, uh, uh, you know, Breville and... Uh, yep. And the car and the castle there, the chateau there, it's much bigger. Yeah, they're not on their ass like this. And I remember talking to a a guy who was in Six Airborne a long time ago, and we we talked about normally we talked about Vassal, and uh, I think he was an eight para. And I said, you know, what was your what was your, what did you think about what do you guys say about Arnhem? And that one he goes, oh yeah, typical first Airborne fucking it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I you know take as a sort of character reference. <laughs> Anyway, we hope you've enjoyed this series of podcasts. I don't, I've got to go now, and I don't want to go. I want to stay and hang around in Holland. It's yeah, really agreeable. me too. It's great. Lovely day. Yeah. Down by the Rhine. Beautiful. What's not to like? Fantastic. Cheerio, everyone. Cheerio. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, <laughs> or people will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? 
Well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts.